superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Are you all feeling good out there? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hello, Andrew. You're feeling good. Just say it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm ready to fire everyone. Stephen A. said Kawhi's the biggest fake superstar. No, right now, Tatum is the biggest fake superstar. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst. Coming up, co-creator, writer, and star of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis. Rams general manager, Les Snead. Seahawks general manager, John Schneider. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. And in case you're just joining us uh, in the first hour, great chat with Brian Winhorst of uh, the worldwide leader in sports talking about the uh, NBA playoffs. And um, and also, as I get set for the NFL schedule release show tonight at 80 Eastern time on, on NFL Network, I'm in a mood. Uh, I'm in a mood because it happens every year and I, I should expect it. You know, when we're asked to keep it quiet when we get the schedule in advance on NFL Network mm-hmm. so we could plan a terrific show for you at 8 Eastern time, uh, it just gets leaked. There's loose lips everywhere. And it's sinking ships. It's sinking ships. What ship is sunk? I yeah, don't what's know. My, you know what it is? It's my hopes. Right. My hopes, of, <laughs> my hopes of, 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 of better angels. You know? The better angels. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I just like the home because Rich tries to do the right thing. I do. And then it upsets him when other people don't. Do I do, the right and then this was the first time I, I was asked to sign a document. That's ludicrous. And and, and you know, uh, I would say they're looking for Red October in the wrong place. Ooh. You what know what you, I mean? What if you would the Grand Because there's been a lot of pings. It's not the Grand There's been Banks. a lot of pings on the Twitter. Oh, forget it. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 good, to see, good to see what you've got in front of you, uh, yeah. TJ Jefferson, in advance of our second hour guest. Jason Sudeik is coming here. You got your you got your AFC Richmond lasso jersey, do you? Yeah, is, is that a, what you got? Is it an well, AFC Richmond? Dubai. This was the Dubai Airways. Ah, okay, very good. Yeah. So good that I'm glad that you have your cool. your uh, your lasso jersey. Um, I just saw the latest episode of Ted Lasso. Susie and I literally, as soon as it, it, it hits the Apple TV uh, Plus app, we're like we're Tuesday. like we're like okay, kids, you're going to sleep early. <laughs> good night. Although Zan, my 14 year old, is is watching. He loves it. We love it. Great. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso himself is coming in here. We got a great celebrity, true or false, for him um, in advance of yet another big slick. I wonder if he'll he'll be able to make it this year. Since, Hopefully, yeah, you know, in Kansas City, in, Are in you support of children's. I'm trying my best to free myself that weekend, first weekend of June. I'm on dad duty. I, I know you guys said that you guys have gone multiple times, but we all actually went once. I've all together once is one. Because we did our shows from it there was one year. Such an amazing, like what those That's guys amazing. do is. If you guys don't know about it, look it up. Donate if you can. It's just such an amazing. Thing it's it's a, a quintet of uh, Kansas City or the state of Kansas or Missouri individuals. Um, Jason Sudeikis and Paul Rudd and Eric Stone Street and uh, Rob Riggle and Dave Kettner all together, and they raise money for Children's Mercy Hospital, which yeah, is a children's so hospital great. there, and you know that that's a 
a concept near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart with St. Jude, and um, they raise multiple millions every year now. It's Last year, top three million. Unbelievable. At any rate, Jason Sudeikis is making his way here. Um, and what Windhorse talked about um, at the top of his conversation, one of our uh, part of our conversation, Anthony Davis is being checked out. One would believe today, and um, and even if. He is not yet in the concussion protocol. He could be by tonight because symptoms sometimes take a while to materialize. And also part of the testing he was explaining, look, in the NFL concussion protocol, everyone pays attention to that. Everybody talks about it because they're assuming the NFL is not doing the right thing. Let's be straight up and honest about it. And, and I tell you, I know multiple people in the NFL offices in new york city who wring their hands over a player suffering a concussion and putting together the proper protocols to make sure that they are not only safe but kept off the field when they need to be and i understand a lot of people do not believe that to be the case but trust me it is and i'm assuming that there is a bunch of such similar people in the nba yeah you remember Draymond hit his head on the court in game four? Yeah, I thought you he could was out. Clear really his bad. head get yeah. smack off the court. I, I mean, really bad. honestly, I thought, my gosh, and he came back in. and I'm, I was really surprised he didn't take him out to check him for that. Like, well, I think the, they did take him out for a brief bit. I don't know. If, I don't know. He, he came back in. He was shot. He had to shoot free throws, yeah. I think. But you could literally, the, the mics caught like the I sound. saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And Anthony Davis, Chris Haynes said, was in a wheelchair with a towel over his head. Now that sounds like a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. As he was being taken um, out of the arena or back to the locker room. And it's easy and then for after the game, to make he fun said, of him, but. After the game, well, I mean, after the game, he was said that, uh, it was said that he uh, was feeling better or yeah. feeling okay and he is not in the out. concussion protocol. And Windhorse made mention of the fact of, of the inside the NBA. As you know, they, they have had. Um, issues with Anthony Davis's availability. A lot of fun. Street clothes was the name. One of the best nicknames I've ever heard Charles Barkley deliver on somebody. But this is a different ball of wax when you're talking about the head. And as Windhorse said, everything's out of his hands. He could be walking around saying, I'm playing Friday night. And then he takes a test and the baseline says, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. The baseline of the testing from the earlier part of the season. So the NBA now has a concussion protocol conversation happening right now. And we'll find out because what I mean, what a difference maker when he is playing the way that he has been playing over the last two weeks with LeBron and with, by the way, you know, Schroeder has been playing his head off. He's been playing much better than D'Angelo Russell, much better. Rui Hachimura has been terrific off the bench. Austin Reeves, man. Austin Reeves has been awesome. This team has really been playing at a very high level and the coach is coaching his head off. They are really playing excellent basketball, so I do hope Davis is back for the obvious reasons about his own personal health, but for this team. They need him because they're going to go back to – otherwise, they're going back to a Game 7 and and the Game 6 that is on the line on tomorrow – for tomorrow night, and we'll discuss it obviously more uh, on on Friday's program. Hey, the Warriors have won a road game – in 28 consecutive playoff series. Mm-hmm. That is a record I don't believe we're ever going to see broken. I'm wondering what's the next streak. What's the next highest streak, such streak right now? I don't know what it is. Got to think of a team that's been in the playoffs You know, I would bet you it's recently. the Miami Heat. Although, I don't know, can you include the bubble? Like, I guess they're technically a road team in one of those yeah, games. Maybe. I don't know. But the Miami Heat would mm-hmm. probably be... 
an he's, organization I would peg there. there, right? Maybe Milwaukee. Could be your Celtics too. Maybe. But that's probably at like five. That, how how many? I mean, it might be single digits. Let me just say, he had twenty three straight from eleven to twenty. What? I, what? He did? Yeah. Isn't it amazing how? I'm, I, I, that is amazing. I'm just talking about a current streak right okay. now. Because yeah. if, if the Warriors don't extend it to 29, they're out. It's over. It's over. And so here we go. All eyes on Anthony Davis. Staying in the road area. I mean, the staying in the Bay Area. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Um, last night at an event uh, in San Francisco... The coach of the 49ers, his name is Kyle Shanahan, he spoke uh, about his quarterback situation. By the way, one of the games that we did here legally oh. approved, <laughs> I didn't know announced prior to the schedule release, is <laughs> we did find out when the Eagles and the 49ers are playing each other, as you know, my power rankings yesterday of top of the 10 games I'm looking forward to seeing released a no, um, um, in the schedule. And it's week 13. I love this timing of 49ers and Eagles because what they are hoping for out of this game, San Francisco at Philadelphia is in like week 13. Nine and two versus they nine are and two. Hoping, they are hoping that yeah. this is potentially for a home field advantage yep. marker that can be placed down in January earned in week 13. This is, by the way, week 13 is the week after Thanksgiving. So they are, the, I love that. Let's get something nice and late in the season. Let's hope everybody is healthy. And of course, the the 49ers will be on their fourth quarterback by that point in time. <laughs> Which is, well, I mean, did they draft someone? Let's talk this about year? the elephant in the room. <laughs> Let's, Let's talk about the elephant in the room because, again, Brock Purdy, they're expecting him to be back by training camp. This is what, by the way, Coach Shanahan said last night um, at this event. It's uh, in the name of Dwight Clark, who, as we all know, passed away, um, the great tight end of the San Francisco 49ers. And he was talking on the stage. He spoke. He gave about a half an hour of his time talking about the 49ers. They expect Purdy to be back by training camp. Obviously, Sam Darnold is there. And the question is, what about Trey Lance? Rumors galore that Lance, they were, again, taking calls on him. They weren't making them. Big difference between making and taking phone calls. So they were taking phone calls on Lance. And as we all know, Lance is still on the team. And I knew, look, if they're going to trade Trey Lance, it's going to be much later in the summer when they know what's going on with Purdy and what Sam Darnold looks like. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if they're going to trade Trey Lance because right now the coach in talking about Lance coming back from injury, not just with the ankle, but he had a hand injury going into last season that he believes this kid is as healthy as he's been in a long time. And listen to how he refers to him. He refers to him as the best one that they currently have right now on the roster. I think Trey's the best that we've had him right now. And yeah, we got to get into OTAs and practice, but when you just watch his feet, his timing, how he's throwing the ball, 
he's in such a better place now than he was last year at this time. And I know he's coming off a big injury, but it's because he was healthier this year. Even though last year was a little injury with a hairline fracture on a pinky, but it healed the wrong way. And this year it's a bad break on the ankle, but it healed right like most of them do. And now I just see him in such a better place. And now we'll present to him some football and stuff when we get to OTAs. We're allowed nine of them. And we'll put players out there and we'll see how he's playing. We'll let him and Sam roll. And then um, we'll evaluate all that. And we'll take 40 days off. And we'll see how we want to lay it out in training camp. Let him and Sam roll. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's what's so damn unique about the San Francisco 49ers. When you draft a kid third overall by trading up two first-round picks in future drafts to go get him, and he hardly plays for you, that normally means coach and general manager are history. (laughs) But instead, what do they do? They made two straight NFC championship games without him. Crazy. And normally, that team that makes two straight NFC championship game appearances will absolutely have the quarterback who took them there as their quarterback coming into the following season to see if they can make a third straight NFC championship game and heaven forbid the Super Bowl, especially if the guy who took them to their previous Super Bowl was the quarterback who took them to one of the NFC championship games and played so damn well that they were positioned to make it with a kid they chose in the last pick in the draft that they were forced to turn to. And he's now starting for the Vegas Raiders. And the kid that they turned to might not be the starter because he's coming back from injury. And so the kid that they start might be the kid that they went and moved up to draft third overall. And if it doesn't work out, they'll go to the kid they draft last overall last year it's unbelievable there is no charted territory for us to base any opinion on it other than the fact that the coach knows what the hell he's doing and so does the gm because this team is so incredibly talented that well they drafted a kicker in the third round and tons of people batting an eyelash. And the way I was pushing back is, well, I know the kicker. He went to Michigan. He's the best kicker Michigan's ever had. His name is Jake Moody. And you've had, you're have you set up everywhere else. You're set up absolutely everywhere else. So, unbelievable situation. There's no precedence for it. So, you know what they're going to do? They'll take the kid Lance. They'll roll him up with Sam Darnold, another former third overall pick that they now have on his, wait a minute, third team. And uh, see how it works in OTAs? Take 40 days off and see you in the morning. Rock and roll. Of training camp. (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable. Let's take a break. (laughs) We're going to take a break. Oh, we're not taking a break just yet? Okay. Jason Sudeikis is here. Very good. Um, That's what I'm saying, man. Fantastic. You want to know who the Jets are playing oh, for? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you. Was it announced by an NFL partner? Uh, <laughs> was Defi- it? Define partner. Yeah. What's partner? Who, whoever is broadcasting the game or the NFL network, yeah. those are the people who um, are allowed 
to say this. You understand what I'm saying? People that have Panthers home opener. Otherwise, uh, I will not entertain this information sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. DJ Stroud's going to wear number seven. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, let me keep looking. Let's take there. a break. All right. Jason Sudeikis is here for crying out loud. Fantastic. Don't you dare move. Ted Lasso in the flesh. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jason Sudeikis here on the Rich Eisen Show. For different reasons. His, his old job and I was just a, you know, student. Am I allowed to swear? Uh, <laughs> ish. But anyway. Shoddy student. I understood. I got yeah. it. My bad. I should have um, asked that beforehand. Uh, so, um, we just showed a clip, a radio and it's just returned, uh, of you handing out biscuits. Did you see Sean Payton hand out biscuits in his farewell press conference as the coach of the New Orleans Saints? Did you Did you not? I don't know if I did. I, I mean, he I did I, that. He literally hand out. He, he, to the press? Yes. Oh, that's great. And he mentioned your show. Oh, and, that's lovely. Yeah. No, the, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that, that we forget sometimes that folks actually watch the show. That was, an, you know, a thing I felt when I worked at SNL, too. You just feel like, okay, we're just, we're putting on this little pageant right. for 300 people and for each other each week. And then Sundays, people would be like, hey, great show last night. Oh, my gosh. So the fact that, you know, people at all ends of the spectrum, you know, uh, you know, have watched the show and and and, and reference it. You know, I, I I can't catch them all, um, but I'm surprised that one. He did that. You know, yeah. As I a matter of fact, so we we act we have behind up there. We have a believe sign. If you see it yes, right up there, yep. we had Sean Payton sign that when there he was go. here 
And Coach Beard signed it, Brendan Hunt, when he was here on studio That's a few great. weeks ago. That's great. If you, yeah, if you got 15 bucks, I'll sign it for you. you. Go, oh, sure. <laughs> Can you know? we, would you guys take up a collection hey. for Jason big cash later yeah. on? And I don't have change. So Rich, if, if you happen to have a 20, that's yeah. kind of why I'd make it 15, because no one carries 15. Yeah, 10 and a 5 or 10, 5. Yeah, these are things. Well done. Things you, Very you figure well done. Out. You keep yeah. changing. There's no you. business. You know, show business. <laughs> it was funny. It, it was about four, maybe five years ago. Yep. One of the many times you were kind enough to be on this show. We had you. You were on the phone. Mm -hmm. And you were just talking about this character, Ted Lasso. Sure. And, you know, it's an NBC sports concept that uh, for for promo. Mm -hmm. And you, you make a TV show out of it. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Any idea at all? This is what it would possibly be in the realm of becoming Ted Lasso. At Not all, at all. Jason. Not in wildest dreams. I, but I, I've, I've, I've very ignorantly or, or intelligently never worried about the destination, you know, uh, of of anything that I've been involved in creatively, or probably right. even scholastically or romantically, because <laughs> I think if you if you know how things are going to end, uh, even if it's something like your wildest dreams, like this, the reaction to this show, I, I don't know if you'd go about it the same way. So it's. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the show is is everything that I would hope it would be, and 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 the caliber of people we have working behind the camera and in front of the camera and in every every realm has been absolutely uh, something that I would have been able to manifest or at least imagine. Right, the reaction to it, no way, Jose. For it to be born out of again, just uh, when was the first time you put on the lasso gear? Like when was oh, the, when did that happen? That would have been August twenty thirteen. Yeah. Damn. No, it, like the, the we did Brendan and Joe and I did those commercials. Uh, yeah. No, 2013 yeah and by my math otis was also right my son my um uh was conceived that same week so that was that was a heck of a week <laughs> i was in a real creative space and i and i and and look to my credit i was smart yes. enough to be around uh make yes. both these things with incredible people <laughs> you know like you know what i mean just good sure. just good just good folks so you know uh you know shout out to you know brendan joe and olivia so i wouldn't have ted lasso or otis sudeikis without it big yep. week for big you week. big week and yeah. the sudeikis family and so from both heads for, for <laughs> can i say that that's right. Uh, yeah, I think that's passable. I think that's, yeah, I think right? that's good. Yeah. And very creative, I <laughs> might say. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm, just anatomy. A, a, a plus. I don't know. Again, I'd argue. I'd argue it's right maybe up there with, you know, your oh, fart scent, but all right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful show, man. Thank you. It is just beautiful. The number of times where my wife and I, when the credits roll, mm. and we look at each other and go, that was incredible. Wow. Just It really is beautiful with a huge heart. How do you remain consistent on that front I, for you I, and the crew together I, like I that? I think we try to come from that space every time, you know, anytime and every right. time. Like it, yeah. it's It's... You know, from the get go, that's that's always been what it was. Not not the commercial necessarily, but certainly by the second commercial, I think that's where it always came from. Was like this space of, of gee whiz, mm -hmm. you, you know. And I, I yeah, it, it, it's, it's. I don't think we're inventing anything, and I'm not saying anybody's accusing us or or, or endowing us with that. But right. but we are we are just sort of going back to this this place again of what would be the best would be the choice here. What is, you know, because I understand and have always appreciated and always responded to the wish fulfillment of getting back at people, you know, of, of retribution of, of, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the, the good guys losing at the, at the, at the, at, or, the, um, or the bad guys losing, excuse me, at the good guys, yes. you know, sword or lightsaber, or, you know, wit. Um, but it's also just kind of interesting to see like, 
if you don't have that opportunity to do that, if you don't have a cape, if you don't have, you know, good, you know, writers <laughs> right there offset in the real life right. that may be following your heart and, you know, trying to see the best of a situation, even if it's not the way, the outcome that you want, uh, there might be, there might be strength in that too, you know, heroics in that. Uh, but yeah, so we're just sort of messing around with that. We talked to Brendan Hunt the other day, who plays Coach Beard, about casting Brett Goldstein mm-hmm. as Roy Kent. Yeah. How did you, uh, you know, land on Hannah Waddingham as the coach, as he, the as the uh, the owner of the team? Where did you when did you yeah cast her or find? Well, I mean, that's one of those beautiful things that the universe was just kind of looking out for this show and continues to on a, on on a you know minute by minute basis. We had we had. You know, a couple people in mind, like you know, Big Fish. You know, and, and to have someone like Apple, because they they have they don't they're not just in the TV show business. They, yes. have, they have a whole side gig that yes. that does considerably. Yeah, I've, well. I've got a phone right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, for instance, yeah, this computer. That, they own parking lots here in, in L.A. Yeah, they do very well. Um, and so, you know, they'd be willing to if we if we could get a big fish, you yeah. know, uh, on the line to to probably you know pay them enough and make things interesting enough for them. Uh, unfortunately, um, no one cared about us or knew what we were doing. And a lot of folks were also already busy. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't get one of those quote unquote big fish. Um, and then we, then we opened it up to auditions. Um, and we only went to like two or three people for the, for those offers yes. uh, initially. And then, then we had, you know, anywhere between, you know, 10 to, to uh, 20 women, you know, audition. And, and there was some that were just absolutely fantastic. And Brennan and I went to go do uh, chemistry reads w- uh, with them in Lo- in London mm-hmm. and uh, came back, you know, pretty confident in, in, in some people. And then, and then our writer's room uh, was filled with our producers as well. Um, you know, didn't respond in the same realm because sometimes when you're in the, in the room with someone, yeah. it's a different energy than when you're watching them, you know, on television and the way things come across. And just kind of with Brennan and I's background of improvisation, you kind of like, are just in a very supportive mood when you're in the room and on stage with someone, in a scene with someone. So then it was it was like a, a, a nice little dish of humble pie. Uh, not that we were arrogant about who we thought, you know, our, our top three choices, but then nobody really responded. So then our friend, a uh, dear friend that you mentioned earlier, Brendan, was was chatting about something totally different to uh, the, uh, this fellow of our, uh, that we know, a buddy of ours named Todd Stashwick, mm-hmm. who also did Second City back in the day, but I forget how he, he and Brendan knew each other. They're talking about something else. How are things going? Oh, doing the show, trying to find the part for this, you know, for this character. Oh, what's she like? Uh, Brendan gives like a two-line description, and he just goes, Hannah Waddingham. Excuse me? Hannah Waddingham. Like, right. what, what is that? He goes, that's, that's who you want to play this part. And, and it was kind of like, okay. So then we, you know, look it up, you know, and, and her name's as, as tricky to spell as, as my last name. So, you know, we're diligent about that and, and uh, looked her up and was like, wow, you know, I mean, she definitely looks the part. She doesn't when she was the shame, you know, exactly. gal. Exactly. Like, like, by the way, when, when this show yeah. hit and it's just like, wait a minute, she was the, the shame nun yeah. from Game of Thrones. I know, yeah. You know, in that, you know, in that get up, you yeah. know, like, you know, not a drip of makeup or at least anything that was there was done to probably knock down, you know, right. uh, you know, her natural uh, charms. And we, uh, and so then we, we, she auditioned, then, I mean, I can't remember how quick it was after that, but her, she's now in LA, you know, jet lagged as hell doing a, we do, we do a chemistry read, like where we read, just like we had done with the, the, the women, uh, in London. And it was just evident to me, I mean, the sort of the second I saw her, I mean, I've said this before in the press, like it was like sort of seeing something that was only in my head in, in real life, right. you know, like in your meeting and shaking hands, just being like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And then our conversations before the audition, during the audition, like during giving like little feedback, mm-hmm. and then post audition, only you know cemented that notion. And then it went up the chains at, at at Apple, went up the chains at Warner Brothers. A fellow named Peter Roth, who was in in uh, in charge of you know Warner Brothers Television at that time, was yeah. was a, was like 
I love her. You know, like 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 a guy that had, had done so many shows just immediately snapped to her, and that I know that really really helped. But for me, it was it was it was right from there. It was just off we went. It's like, okay, great, Rebecca, done. She's fantastic. She really is. I mean, and she's always been fantastic. And it, you know, it's one of those those neat things where sometimes the right thing shows up at the right time, and you're ready for it, and they're ready for you, and. Off we went. Yeah, so far so good. Jason Sudeik is here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, Ted Lasso, season three is up and running right now every single week. Uh, you can watch it right here on Roku through Apple TV Plus here on the Rich Eisen Show. We have a, a, a segment called Celebrity True or False, if you right. wouldn't mind playing this. This True. is about your film and TVography and things of that nature that's out there on the internet. We need to know if it's true or false. I got it. Yeah, I can help it. We even have terrific production value. Hit it, please. Can't wait to see this. There we go. Well, look at that. Celebrity true or false. You can't handle the truth. There you go. Yeah. Somewhat timely with Jack Nicholson back at uh, Lakers games right yes, now. Yes, okay. indeed. Uh, true or false, Jason Sudeikis, you once auditioned for a role in the Blue Man Group. Is that true. true or false? True. Very true. When, when and times. where, what do you got for I me? was living in Las Vegas, and I was doing Second City at the Flamingo there, and uh, there, there were a couple different shows at that time that were non, like, you know, Topless Showgirls or this. Magic or Cirque du Soleil. Uh, well, Cirque du Soleil, uh, there was, it was us, uh, a show called De La Guarda, and then Blue Man Group. And I had always loved the drums. I first moved to Chicago. It was the, one of the first auditions I went to. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not a good enough drummer. Like, I can kind of, you know, fake it on a drum kit, but those you have to have, like, actual, like, you know, like rudiments, like like yes. drumline-type chops. Uh-huh. And uh, I became friends with, with a few of the Blue Men. We all did. You know, they were, we'd set up Second City there. They'd taken classes. So so then I just started going to the show, and I just fell in love with it. I, I, I loved the the philosophy behind it. I loved uh, the way they're, 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 they were running the business of their show. And it was like, it probably felt like subconsciously the only way I'd ever have the chance to live out like, you know, a rock and roll dream, even if it was going to be bald, blue, anonymous and silent. Like if that's, if that's what it takes to do it. And I auditioned, like I remember August of 2001, right before uh, September 11th. And I was in New York and it was supposed to be, it was a process that was either going to take three days, five days or two weeks, three days. You know, there was a, there was a cutoff for like saying, thank you for coming. Uh, but we, you know, yeah. we no longer, uh, you know, your time with us has ended. Um, I got past the three days. Um, and then the f- day five is when I got booted. I got to see myself bald and blue. I was about to ask, how long does it take to put the, uh, the paint on? Golly, Jason, that's I can't a process. I remember at this point, it was a while ago, but, but certainly longer than it takes to get dressed up as Joe Biden on <laughs> SNL. But that, that's also because those, those, those people at SNL are like, yes. you know, you know, whizzos and like a NASCAR pit crew mm-hmm. that they try, they'd make you, you know, turn you into someone like, you know, the president and a uh, commercial break. But, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. And, and I did find similar to, you know, Tobias Funcon on Arrested Development. Yes. I did find a lot of blue in, in weird places <laughs> for like, you know, at least a week after that, my friends in the show would find blue, like they would come out in their eyes, you know, their eye boogers would be blue. I, I, I want to check in on all of them probably in about seven more years here to make sure that that cobalt blue, you know, was, was, was safe. Because uh, we'll, we'll have a better idea about that. When you enough. met the real Biden recently, yeah. did he bring up your imitation? Yes, he. I just he hates it. No, no, he. <laughs> no, 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 he's. I mean, he's lovely about it. We had met once before when oh, I played okay. him as the vice president, uh, right. not, not at the White House by any means, but. And he was always he was always nice about it. My dad met him uh, during uh, stump speech in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was in where was he? Maybe in somewhere in Kansas City, like maybe right. like Lee's Summit or something like that. Yeah. And and uh, my dad afterwards stayed around to you know to shake hands and say hello. He's like, yeah, you know, my my son uh, is Jason today because he pr- he plays you on Saturday Night Live. Uh, and uh, he goes, well, you know, uh, 
He was like, oh, how about that? Let's get a picture. You know, <laughs> like, okay. you know, yeah, sure. My dad had a flip phone at that point. Nice. Uh, you know, because I didn't want to like, you know, you know, just buy everything he wanted right off the bat. Sure. Once I got a big fancy TV job, I had to like dole it out. Well, I mean, yeah. Apple, I'm sure he now has a, an upgrade of some sort. No, no, you keep him, keep him hungry, keep him humble. You know? Yeah, <laughs> even in retirement. No, 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 no. He does have an iPhone. He has an iPhone, okay. Bluetooth, okay. right to some, some, you know, uh, hearing aids. Okay. It's yeah. When okay. we can't hear the TV, we know dad is hearing it better than any of us. Jason Sudeik is celebrity true or false. Next one for you. Your initial audition at SNL was interrupted by Chris Rock, who barged into the studio, did a 10-minute stand-up set in front of the NBC executives and essentially stole your thunder. Ah, not quite. Not okay. 100%. Uh, we, we were, the first time um, did I auditioned for SNL was at a place called Stand Up New York mm -hmm. on the Upper West Side, a stand-up club. Yes. And, you know, knowing what I know now about I'd say 50% of the audience was folks that worked at SNL, but behind the scenes, mm -hmm. the rest were just regular folks coming to see, uh, you know, a stand-up uh, show, you know, an evening of stand-up. And then the back wall, there was a, you know, Tina Fey and Lauren Michaels and Steve Higgins and Mike Shoemaker. You know, uh, you know, Tina, I, I, I knew Lauren, I knew what he looked like. You know, Steve yes. and, and Mike, who were producers uh, of the show, um, you know, didn't know. But then, but then, it's twelve of us. I'm slotted like seven right before going up. Yes. Uh, I'm outside chatting. That's where Rob Riggle and I met. Rob Riggle from, you know, the yes. big, as you know, at the big, big slick. slick also, yeah. you know, grew up, we grew up five minutes away from each other, had never met. I'd ne never heard of his name, even Get though we, we are never, he went to show mission South. I grew up in South district. So like, that's really one of the most important things for me that came out of that opportunity to audition for the show. I mean, getting the show, yes, is wonderful, but getting to meet Rob and what a kind guy he is. And just like, he was like, wait, where did you grow? Like, were you talking about Kansas City? Yeah. Are you from Kansas City? Yeah. So are you. Where? Overland Park. Where? We got down to like cross streets, like 98th <laughs> and Lowell. GPS He's like, I'm 95th and Lowell. I forget exactly where he grew up, but, and, and yeah, so, so we have that. So then here you go. You got these two Kansas boys, you know, getting to do this thing, taking this very different routes. You know, I went yes. through college basketball. He was in the Marines, you know, very different. Blue man group. Exactly. The Marines. Man group. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we both did blue man group. No, but, um, so then, uh, I'm about to go up and sure enough about one while the person up before me comes is up on stage uh i in walks chris and and jeffrey ross and i i just think oh maybe they're coming to see like you know they hear they know there's auditions and just like the communal like sort of fraternal element family of, sure. of snl like oh they're just coming to see what's what and uh and then lo and behold i, I he's talking to the guy who's hosting like, absolutely yeah sure man and <laughs> And I'm standing there off stage, like outside the room, but like, you know, hearing the fella going before, like doing well and whatnot. And Chris is like standing next to me. And I slowly sniff out like, oh, he's about to go up and perform. Now you hear about, you know, Chappelle dropping in or Jim Carrey dropping in that if Chris Rock wants to go up there and do two hours, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to be mad about it. No one in the crowd is going to be mad about it. Yeah. You know, they will be like, oh, my God, Chris Rock showed up out of nowhere. Um and he, and he, you know, he's, ladies and gentlemen, the next performer, you, you don't need, needs no introduction, but here it is. Put your hands together for Chris Rock. And he looks at me, he goes, is this your big shot? I was like, kind of. He goes, sorry, man. <laughs> but he goes out there, but like in a lovely way, like, you know, like as, as a former point guard and athlete, I, li I like, you know, uh, I like a shooting guard's confidence like, like right. that, you know, or a wide receiver. And he goes up, luckily, you know, I mean, luckily. Uh, he only did 10 minutes, you know, he didn't do, you know, the right. whole thing. They were working on jokes for the MTV movie, uh, you know, he was getting ready to host a, a movie awards uh, special and, or on MTV uh, when they, you know, the um, whatever award show thing. Mm -hmm. And he, and then what was lovely is he comes off stage, uh, he looks at me and I was, I was, I was like, uh, you know, um, joking around, you know, I don't know, I've never met him, uh, thanks for setting, thanks for, you know, thanks for setting him up for me, you know, <laughs> right. he goes, and he goes, hey man, uh, they love original thought. I was like, cool. 
you know, and he's talking about the show. Right. He's talking about Lauren. They let, ladies and gentlemen, here's your, you know, your next act, Jason Sudeikis. I go up there, Sudeikis. you know, that's like, which that, you know, Sudeikis, however they want to call it. Hey, my name is Jason Sudeikis. Uh, I don't mention Chris or doing jokes, you know, about that because it kind of was just in the room and just, woo, just play off that energy. And right. That was it. So he didn't bar, he didn't barge in to the studio or anything. It, he was very gracious about it. Him, him sharing with me that notion of they love original thought is, uh, you know, nothing that he, he, he said that, uh, before I, I read that, like in like the, uh, live from New York book, but the fact that I got it in that moment, not that I could adjust anything at that point, sure. but it has been a, a certainly thing that I, I encouraged myself and, and people at SNL to, to follow that advice or at least that notion, because so, it is true. So then let's get to how you, cause you did get a, a, a writing gig and then you mm-hmm. be, true or false. This is how you became a cast member. You co-wrote a sketch behind the music, the Chicago Bears Super Bowl Shuffle for the host named Tom Brady. There yep. you are with him up on the screen. Yeah. He played Jim McMahon. You were a backup bear, and I was you, Kevin Butler. You were Kevin Butler. I was Kevin Butler. Okay, you're Kevin character. Butler. Yeah. Pardon me. Yep. That's and, why I'm um, wearing the hat. If you go to the original, the source material, you will see that Kevin Butler is wearing <laughs> the white fedora and the shades. You, we're very, I like the source material. Yeah. Very good. And, <laughs> the and, IP. and so your performance as Kevin Butler, which Thank makes you. this even better, yep. is what earned you a role as a cast member. It certainly, it certainly, it felt like the straw that broke the camel's back, not to refer to Lauren as a camel, <laughs> uh, or to make him appear feeble in any ways, but, nice. but it was, it was incredibly, uh, uh, instrumental in, in that decision. It had sort of been bandied around, uh, about, you know, I, I had auditioned at that point for the show twice, uh, we can update once all these auditions had gone well at this point. Um, to get to write on that show is a tremendous opportunity. Um, and it's one that the people that uh, write the show and that pay for the show should pay the writers to do and make a living wage at. That said, getting off my soapbox. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, it is that time. I, it is that time. That time of season. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I'd made a bold move of which I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not, I, I don't, it's not in me to try to upstage a situation, um, but it's just this weird conflation of, of events Beck was the musical guest Beck had a guy next to him when he was doing uh, his stuff just kind of like dancing like hype dancing like just like in, a, in like a flight suit and it really made us laugh and Beck's like just a very funny like you know clever boy who's also a very clever funny you know yes. like creative man and so he just has this guy dancing to him and we were watching it during like you know rehearsals being like like Beck's killing it but this dude is a is a is a piece of work. I love it. And so then it came time for us to rehearse the sketch and the whole like any like you know most sketches you know it has you know a bunch of like four three different three or four different beats. The first one being the original Super Bowl shuffle, and then Jim McMahon and the Bears want to do a second version, so they change the lyrics, and then he wants to go solo. So then it's just you know Tom Brady and I uh, on stage, and so I'm like, well, I'm gonna I'll dance like to make like. The writer friends laugh. I'll, I'll dance and I'll do like this old school hip hop dancing, like like I used to do on my AAU basketball team, or like or you know just to like make my team my teammates laugh, and it's working. And when you when you look at the, like the clip of itself, you have like twenty five to thirty extras, you know. And look, this sketch was written by me and three other Chicago you know people that came through Chicago: John Lutz, Rich Tellerico, and Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, one of the co creators of Ted Lasso, and we um. And so now you have these 30 dudes because they were all on stage, just off stage watching this sketch. Like, and they're all, we're all around the same age, you know, black dudes, white dudes, you know, like just a, a beautiful Benetton ad uh, of, <laughs> of inclusion and humanity, all, all male, but, but you know, they were the bears, the 85, 86 bears. And, and so I started doing this dancing and they're all cracking up. 
Just like back in, like when I was 15. Like, I mean, it felt so familiar to me that I just then was just playing into it and just giving over to it and being a ham. Like, you know what I mean? And I swear to God, man, I watched our, our boss, Lauren Michaels, come walk in, look at what's going on, mm, and then walk right out. Now, that can mean anything. You know, that can mean, that, that can mean we need Jason out of here, or that can mean what it ended up being a couple weeks later, which was, you know, uh, we'd love to put you in the cast. You know, just write anything you feel like you can score on. Yes. And that was it. Because I know when he was watching, you know, it happened on a Friday night. And I know the, the conversation was like, that should be a, a cast member's part. Like, it's become a little bit of a spotlight part. And then Tina, from what I had heard, was Tina was like, okay, well, then what cast member are you going to put in there? You know, who's going to get those laughs? And everybody was like, I don't know. You know, do we know anybody that, can, that does that kind of dancing and dances like that? And like, is that goofy and silly? Like, I don't know. He's like, he's already getting these laughs. You could hear it in the, in the dress or in the rehearsal. And Lauren's like, yeah, just let him do it. And so then at dress rehearsal on Saturday, the next thing I'm dancing around like that. And he evidently looked at the screen and just goes, Dan Aykroyd, you know, referring to like the way Dan Aykroyd could move as, you know, as, as uh, you know, the Blues Brothers. And, and and like, I think that that just kind of like made it made a switch in his head that and I'm thankful for <laughs> Joe, Rich, Tom Brady, you know, uh, Lutz, Tina, you know, like. I mean, that, it's just a weird thing it, that, that happens. You never know. So you're like one, you're, you're just like 23 years of NFL players. Tom Brady helped lead to a big break for you. Exactly. And yep. But you're the only individual on planet Earth with a subset of Tom Brady and Kevin Butler leading to yeah, that without, break. Yeah, without Kevin Butler, without, without whoever wrote the Super Bowl shuffle. That's who it really That's who it is. That's who it is. That's who it is. And then so just one last thing on that. Yeah. Lorne Michaels really sounds like Dr. Evil. Like he really does. I mean, like that is, that is an appropriate, you know, I mean, uh, I, like I, that's, that's what the idea. That's who Mike with, Myers with my be. understanding of how time works. Yes. Dr. Evil sounds like Lorne Michaels, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I love it. There are some similarities there from what I, I understand. It. I love it. Uh, can we just take a quick break and then finish the hour with you, Jason? Is of that course, cool? Yeah, Let's, sure, do that. Yeah, Let's just take something. a quick break. Jason Sudeikis is here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take it to the top of the hour. Less need of the Rams. And then John Schneider of the Seahawks. We're back with Jason Sudeikis in studio in a second. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Jason today yep. is still here. So you yep. were back to Thanksgiving. Went back, yeah, we were back in KC. Yeah. I was there with the kids, and, yeah. and I had you know a couple of my friends, Billy and, and Terry, brought our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to go down onto the onto the field. You know, uh, you know Travis and Patrick, who who you know participated at, in Big Slick and and Thunder Gong, these two charity events we do back home. Uh, they came over to say hi, and and yeah, Travis was just. Just game from jump. It was so nice to all the all the young fellas in the locker room, yeah. which could be a very you know 
frightening thing for a, for a, you know an eight, nine, ten year old boy. Yes. You can change your perspective on a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. And Kelsey just made you know just was a human being. They all were. So you know, is Mahomes. Told. So yeah, absolutely. All of them. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, it. you know, you know, Coach Reed, his wife, every you know, all the hunts. They were all. Everybody was top notch. It made it made it made Otis and Daisy. Uh, look like absolute superstars to their young Kansas cousins, as we call them. I love it's it. like, when are they coming back in town? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So let's talk Big Slick a little bit here. This is year 10, 11 for you guys, I oh, think. Wait, no, it might be up? like 12 or 13. 12? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've, had, I've unfortunately missed the last two. Because you've been be, shooting 10. Yeah, we've been yeah, overlapped. Right. And it is a, it's a wild weekend. Yeah. It is a lot of fun for those who attend. Uh, but the ultimate win is obviously for Children's Mercy Hospital yeah. in Kansas City for the kids. And I will never forget the first time that I went mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, Riggle, the first night, everybody's there. Lots of revelry. This yep. just in. Yep. And then he'll just stand there and point to his watch and go, you guys all need to get some sleep because yep. we're going to the hospital in the morning. That's right. And that's the beautiful part about this is that everybody goes to the hospital and meets these kids and the families and the families and the and the, and the, and the doctors and the nurses and the staff no it, it, it's literally a place where miracles happen yes and and they're at the forefront of of technology i mean uh, in in all aspects it, it covers you know uh, you know a five state area it's it's a truly remarkable place and 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 yeah that became a big a big thing for us because the first couple of years it was kind of like hey you can go to the hospital if you can and but people were getting after it and that's when we had like a whole poker a poker tournament. That's why it's called Big, Big Slick, Slick yeah. you know. But then, then we, you know, more money, more problems. As we got bigger, the, the gaming commission was like, "Hey, you can't do this anymore." I was like, "All right, fine, we'll make it bowling." <laughs> you know, and, and I've been to both and, exactly right. Yes, and and I appreciate you know the rules and all that. That doesn't mean there's still some poker happening in the in the hotel rooms later <laughs> later in the evening. But but gosh dang it, man, we made sure everybody went to that hospital. It's like you got to go to that hospital and see what's what. No doubt, it, it, it changes. The, it changes the the level of fun you have. Like if you can, if you laughing, crying, sleeping. If you if you can do those as consistently as yes. anything, those are those are true medicines that are in all of us that we share with one another. If you if you have the opportunity and and going to a hospital visit, you get to do you know at least those first two. You know, laughing and crying. We, we, sometimes in the same in the same moment. And and the families, the things that they, they go through, and you see the siblings of these kids that. That were born into a situation, yeah. a, you know, unfortunate situation, but they don't know that they don't they don't know it. They only know that's their only reality. And you see those kids dealing with that, and the people around them who do know. And yeah, even before being a parent, it was one of the most moving, you know, weekends of my life. And it, and it's a bummer to miss. I'm glad we could extend, you know, uh, some auction items to help that thing yeah but again slickkc.org if i'm not mistaken did you give away a cameo on we gave on, away two yeah yeah did, and have, people stepped up yeah they have, have they have no no because it happened later in the year so uh, so yeah they they the, those cameos show up in is it 10, so, 10 next so week coming up 10 yeah 10 and, and 12 yeah so somebody who donated to big slick yeah in kc yeah will appear on a ted lasso in episode in, 10 in and in episode 12 yeah Fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. All yeah. right. Well, so uh, keep an eye out for all of that. I um, wonder if folks, I don't know if folks will be able to sniff them out. I mean, it's, it's, I'll, we'll and, and, try. I've and, been looking this whole season because I was there last oh, year. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I was well, like, oh, when is this happening? Yeah. So I've been just trying to, okay, they don't look like a real actor. Okay, who's this? <laughs> I was just trying to. I love yes. it. It's fantastic. Well, don't do that. Otherwise, you'd think it would be me. It was uh, me the whole time. No, hey, come, come on, on hey. now. In, in the two minutes I have left, yeah. the, the, the million dollar question yes. is this the end of Ted Lasso or what? I mean, I, I really. I, I mean, I've always said, I've always meant what I said, where it's like, this was the story we wanted to tell, right. you know? And, and, and I mean, that would be evident when, you, like, when episode 12 is, is out and available. 
Um, so it feels a little silly to, to keep you know going back to it. But again, not anticipating or ever expecting or imagining people's reaction or response to it. Also, with the process of making it being such a joyful one and one that we really you know bust our, our buns at, at doing, and yet it still is very fulfilling and it's, and it's not you know at least it doesn't feel toxic you know in, in, uh, to me that it's like okay maybe maybe there maybe there's more there, but it has to come from the stories and the characters, and we have to like satisfy these these ends here before really having that conversation. It's, it feels a little bit like, you know, talking about next season when you're in the playoffs. It's kind of like, it's, you know, you gotta faux pas. finish. So is yeah. there going to be just a, a lasso summit or something? It'll probably be the same everyone? way this whole thing started with me and Joe and, and Brendan, you know, sitting in a, sitting in a pool, like, you know, making each other laugh and, and being like, you know, wh what do we think? And, and, and just sort of staying open to, to, you know, the, the universe of things. The business side of things is, is a whole other complication, Understood. but like it has to come from the root of like the, 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 the where, where, where we'd want the story to go, where we'd want it to go further, how we'd want it to evolve the character right. evolution, you know, just, and we don't need it all fleshed out, but just like mm -hmm. a notion of, 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 of what, why, of, of a, a better why than just cause.